Hello and welcome to Victoria's Secrets to Health and Happiness podcast. I am Victoria. Thank you for choosing me to be in your ear today. This podcast is dedicated to empowering you to break free from binge eating, find food freedom and release body shame amongst other juicy stuff of course. So I will be releasing a new episode every week and you can tune in to hear me share practical advice not so PG rated rants and I'll be interviewing amazing guests from the anti-diet movement self-help and self-love so with that being said enjoy the episode and if you like this podcast please share and please rate because it does allow me to help other people which is my mission in the world to help women feel amazing about themselves every damn day lots of love Hello beautiful souls, I want to welcome you to another episode. This one, the title is called I've binged again, now what? And if you're anything like me you would have asked yourself this question on the daily, maybe you still are asking yourself this question or you actually have reduced your binging but on the occasionally you still do it and you still ask yourself this question. I've binged, now what? So I want to start off by sharing a poem with you by Thick Nat Han, and I'm sorry if the name is pronounced incorrectly, but it goes like this. It's like a mother when the baby is crying. She picks up the baby and she holds the baby tenderly in her arms. Your pain, your anxiety is your baby. You have to take care of it. You have to go back to yourself to recognise the suffering in you. Embrace the suffering and that's when you get relief. And that, it means a lot to me because when I first started out this journey, I was so hard on myself. I never gave myself compassion and every emotion that I had that wasn't a good emotion, I used to just fight it. And I can imagine if you're anything like me, immediately after a binge, you're pretty hard on yourself, right? And you might say mean things to yourself like, why do I always do this? I'm so weak. I can never do anything right. And this is the exact opposite of what you should be doing ideally in recovery behaviour after a binge. Because shaming yourself, it only pushes you deeper and further into that binge diet hole and that horrible cycle that we constantly are on and we never seem to get, can get out of, away from. So what if, instead of beating yourself up, just this one time, because you need to practice this, you give yourself compassion. Whatever the thing is that you're using food to escape from is probably pretty painful and your pain is not small and I'm sure about that. So I'm not saying that your pain isn't real. Your pain is real, but how about approaching this with compassion? The psychological drive to seek pleasure over pain and to numb our pain with pleasure is so real and it's just part of being a human being, I'm afraid. We're not greater than our biology, but we do have free will. And when I say free will, I don't mean control and restriction. I mean, we have the opportunity to feel our pain. And we don't have to be soldiers about it. We don't have to be martyrs about it. But we can take our anxiety, we can take our pain, and we can literally hold it in our arms like a little baby and just be soft with ourselves. You deserve your own tender love and understanding more than anybody else. Honestly, all the people in your life, 
you deserve the most love and affection from yourself first and foremost because if you can't fill yourself up with love and compassion how you do you expect to give to other people and feel good about yourself at the same time it's just impossible so it can be really hard for me at least self-compassion still can be very difficult to fathom up when I'm feeling negative feelings but the good news is no matter how many times that you mess it up or I mess it up we get the chance to try again that's the beauty of life you get to exercise free will so go easy on yourself in this crazy 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 world because I think you're doing amazing and you're doing the best you can and I'm here for you if you need me and surround yourself with people to support you on this crazy journey that we call life Okay, so I will want to say, keep practicing feeling your feelings. If you want to stop eating more food than you know that you want or actually need, it's so important to do this work. And I do know I talk about this a lot in most of my episodes, but it's so important. Therefore, I'm going to keep repeating myself because repetition actually finally sinks in and then becomes true for you and becomes a belief for you and you start to understand it so the more you hear the same thing the more it will start to make sense to you but do you ever actually wonder what using this tool looks like and when I say the tool the tool of stopping tuning in with your body and then getting real with how you feel I like that little rhyme that wasn't me I have read it somewhere but here's an example of what it can look like from start to finish okay so I use myself an example as as an, uh, as an example, it's 7pm on a weeknight, I've just finished my evening walkies with my little doggy, big doggy should I say, my boyfriend's away, and I've had beans and cheese on toast for dinner, and perhaps it wasn't the quote unquote healthiest option, but I wanted it, so I had some, I didn't eat more than I needed, and I felt satisfied. So lucky me, because I know if you're listening to this, watching this, you're probably desperate just to get to that stage. And it's a process. I keep talking about the process, but you will get there if you want to get there. After I'd got my pyjamas on, I sat on the sofa and then all of a sudden the desire for chocolate hits me. Like chocolate, sugar, creaminess, I want it right now. And that happens quite a lot for me. And then my mind starts to take over and argue with herself like... I used to do all the time, every day, about any food that I'm eating. But it's 7pm and you can't eat sugar at this time because you go to bed at like half past eight and then you're not going to burn any of the fat. It's just going to go straight to your fat cells, blah, blah, blah. And I just want to point out here that the desire to eat when we're not hungry is either because you're restricting either mentally and physically or both, which a lot of my clients do, which is what I used to do. And and or you're not feeling something that you're really feeling. So you want to cover the emotion. Habit does come into play in this as well. So this is why a lot of this can it can be a lot more beneficial to get help and support through this because it's not as simple as emotional eating, binge eating or habit eating. A lot of the time, all my clients are all intertwined with all of those three all together. So we work together to to overcome all this. But going back to my um, scenario, so I wanted this chocolate and I know that I wasn't restricting, I wasn't dieting, I'd eaten what exactly what I wanted throughout the whole day and for dinner and since I'd already listened to my body and I wasn't hungry, I know that the desire to eat was just coming from um, something that I wasn't allowing myself to feel 
and because I wanted to seek pleasure. So I know what I have to do. I had to stop, tune into myself and feel, so get real with how I feel. So depending on how tolerated I'm feeling, I'll set a timer to create some boundaries with my practice so I'm not constantly wondering how long I need to do this for or am I not doing it for long enough so it's usually between two and ten minutes and this time I sat for five minutes and then I sat back on my sofa and I asked myself excuse me and I asked myself what am I feeling again I want to give you two scenarios because I hop between the two scenarios and genuinely I choose scenario number one and let me just explain what that is now but situation number one so you have give you I've painted the picture I'm in my pajamas want chocolate not hungry not dieting not restricting I don't have any food police in my head so now what so as soon as I lie, lie back and ask myself the question what am I feeling loneliness hits me like a truck and the sadness and the anxiety that I actually have around being lonely floods my body and I try my best to stay open to it. I'm surprised by the feeling all of a sudden hitting me, but now I know it's there, I can make room for it to exist. And for the next five minutes, what I mean by making room for it, for the next five minutes, it's just me, my breathing and my loneliness, and then each of them loses its grip on one another. So after a few minutes, the feeling subsides and it's lost its power the feeling's still there it's not gone away but it's lost its momentum of how I felt and when the timer goes off I don't want the chocolate as much as I wanted it previously I mean yeah sure I would really enjoy some chocolate and I know ultimately as well this is so powerful what I'm about to say because I know ultimately it's my choice if I want chocolate I will have chocolate even though I'm not hungry, and I know it's my mind that's craving the chocolate and not my body, nobody's stopping me from having the chocolate, not even myself. So I know that I want this chocolate purely to because I'm feeling lonely and because I want to seek pleasure or maybe numb the loneliness at the same time. And I give myself 100% full permission to eat this chocolate. And this time in situation one, I choose to honour my body by not eating the chocolate because I'm not hungry. This is the ideal situation, okay? But there's another way that this can go. And this situation number two is how it used to go for me all the time and still goes for me sometimes. And both situations are completely okay. So situation two, I've painted the picture, I've done my dog walkies, I've had my dinner, I'm in pyjamas, I want my chocolate. After lying on my sofa and asking the question, what am I actually feeling? Nothing comes up directly. And then I first ask the, ask the question again and continue to lie there and trying to make space for any emotions coming up that want to surface themselves. That actually is what I'm generally feeling. And with each breath, I feel like I'm creating like a little bubble around me. And in that bubble, I'm giving my emotions and my feelings space and time to express themselves. And logically, if I'm being honest, I know that the edginess that I'm feeling, because in this situation, I don't actually want to feel my feelings. I don't really want to know what's coming up. And looking at that logically, it's probably something to do with loneliness or boredom, which is my Achilles heels of emotions, which is the way, the reason why most of the time I used to eat, 
after the restriction. I used to eat all the time because I was restricting. But when we've got over that part, this is when we start getting into the emotional part. So you have to do the physical stuff first, then the mental stuff, then the emotional stuff. And then you food freedom, home run. It's amazing. So going back to this situation too, I don't want to feel my feelings right now. Even though I probably know it's loneliness, I probably know it's boredom, I don't really want to feel them. I'm not feeling my strongest today. I don't have the strength to feel my pain properly, give it the space it needs, and I just want to escape. So I just want that damn chocolate, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. So after the timer goes off, after five minutes, I get up from the sofa, walk into the kitchen and grab some chocolate and thoroughly enjoy it. I don't have the whole family size bar or bars because I'm not judging however much you want to have, you have it. But the permission that I've given myself in both situations is such a critical step in this process that you can't skip it. Because let me tell you this, if I'd resisted the chocolate after situation two where I decided actually I don't want to continue feeling the feelings or I don't want to see what's going to come up for me I just want the chocolate if I had still not allowed myself to have this chocolate it would have caused me to binge later on or in that moment if of me saying I'm not allowed it because restriction always enables a binge to happen so again it's about permission 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 I was honoring my craving after the process of feeling my feelings I still did really want to have some chocolate so then I did it so I really want to drill this into you guys that permission is the antidote to compulsive eating seems backwards but I found it time and time again with all of my clients and it's exactly what worked for me after trying everything in the world or what it seemed like to give up binge eating or to just have control over what I ate. But there's here's the funny part. You can't control. If you try and control something, it doesn't work. So you have to do reverse psychology, get support, and then go through all the stages. That's what works. So although it would be nice never to quote-unquote overeat, I like to say overeat in quotes because you're judging a fact of a line that's okay or not okay in regards to your eating habits. And when you start to have good or bad or rules around your eating, that's when we start to become obsessive and start to overeat and then under-restrict, sorry, over-restrict and under-eat. So there's no overeat, you just eat a lot of food. That's why I don't like to use the word overeat without um, in quotes. So if you really want to... Um, overeat if you really want to learn how to stop quote-unquote overeating you really need to let go of perfection which is a biggie especially with my clients um, if you're anything like me we have a type personalities which means you're all or nothing you're either doing something and you're doing it a hundred million percent or you're not even bothering because what's the point of doing a half-assed job but then that goes the same with food or dieting or the gym or anything and it doesn't it doesn't work, so it's not about perfection. I know that's not what us class A personalities like to hear because we want to be the best at what anything that we're doing or we're not even going to try because what's the point if we're not going to be the best or do it right? So it's learning how to let go of your perfect perfectionism. And there will be days where we're still feeling our feelings and we still want to eat the chocolate or whatever your go-to food is, and that's fine. It's important to honour your cravings and only... Do not deny yourself because it will just lead to more binges. And like I said, some days we'll fall into situation one where we feel our feelings, we sit with them, we make room for them, and then we decide not to eat the thing because we don't actually need it. 
or situation two, you might be in the situation two every single day right now. But the main thing is that you're trying and you're practicing feeling your feelings. So it goes back to being gentle and having compassion for yourself always, all the time. You know, give yourself compassion as much as you can and then fathom some even more compassion to give yourself some even more because it's like if you talk to if you talk to yourself the same way that you if you were oh my gosh I can't speak if you talk to a child the same way that you talk to yourself that's what we're aiming for because you wouldn't call a child weak fat or an idiot would you well I hope you I hope you wouldn't because if you do then we kind of need to do some talking um but you know you on a serious note you tell the child to try again remind her that she'll probably do better next time but well done for trying like keep it up so when you find yourself in situation two, be gentle with yourself, give yourself compassion, simply let it go, let it be, enjoy what you choose to have and then just try again next time. Like I say, in the early stages of giving up dieting, you'll probably fall into situation two more often than you'd like, but keep trying, keep going, never give up, trust the process is my favourite phrase that I say to my clients when they're messaging me in the beginning stages, freaking out like, oh my God, like I want chocolate again. I'm like, well, eat it. And then they're all freaking out. And we have a bit of a coaching session and it's all fine. And I was, I'm smiling because I was exactly the same. And this is why I'm a coach because I want to help people, women in particular, feel the way I feel after knowing how depressing and lonely and frustrating it is to be in the place where I was of body hate, dieting, binging, body dysmorphia, not wanting to look at myself in the mirror, saying no to going out on nights out because I didn't want to dress up because I thought I looked hideous, all this negative stuff. But now I've turned it around, I want to help you guys do the same. So with practice, you will slowly develop the courage and emotional tolerance. Again, it's a practice and you'll end up at situation one most of the time. And it's a, it's a procedure and a practice and you have to do it in the right order. You won't just get it overnight. Just keep practicing. And if you would like help on your journey to food freedom and body confidence, this is what I'm here for. I'm waiting for you with open arms to help you. So just have a look on my website, by the way, which is victoriakleinsman.com. I do have a free five-day course to get you started on your path to food freedom and body acceptance. Or just have a chat with me. You know, if you're not sure if coaching is for you, if you want to discuss payment options, you know, I'm really, really lenient and I have such a big heart and I give you my heart when I work with you. So I'd always make it work for clients. So I have payment plans that last a year. So if I can make it work for you, then I can. If you need the help, please let me know. I'll be here for you. And as always, you really can have, be and do whatever you want. You've just got to go out there and get it. Love you.